Welcome to the Passion for Fashion podcast. I'm your host, Nisha Cora. In today's episode, I'm discussing a little bit of an academic medicine paper titled A New System for Grading Recommendations and Evidence-Based Guidelines by Dr. Robin Arbour and Dr. Juliette Miller. The paper focuses on developing a methodology for grading evidence-based guidelines to efficacy. Doctors Harbour and Miller are based out of the NHS in Scotland, and their task was to translate relevant and useful health research findings into into tangible benefits for society at large. They recommend A, developing guidelines by multidisciplinary group, B, basing guidelines on a systematic review of scientific evidence, and C, linking recommendations explicitly to supporting evidence and grading according to the strength of that evidence to provide the public with guidelines that work. This paper is relevant to fashion studies because there are hardly any useful fashion design and fashion styling papers in the literature, let alone enough useful textbooks. The entire field of fashion design lacks the discipline and structure of the science. The authors point out that there is a hierarchy of study types, with systematic reviews and meta-analyses of randomized control trials, with systematic reviews and meta-analyses of randomized control trials at the top, followed thereafter by randomized control trials, non-randomized intervention studies, observational studies, non-experimental studies, and expert opinions in that order. Expert opinions in fashion tend to be the personal tastes of individual stylists and or long opinion papers without structure by fashion professors and gerontology professors. These papers are not based on rigorous analysis of color theory, complexions, figure, sociology, and more. These papers are not based on the rigorous analysis of color theory, complexions, figures, sociology, economics, and more. Everything is interrelated, and strong methods must be in place so that an age 50 5'2 mesomorph with post-baby abdominal slab and a von Lucien type 1 complexion, red hair, freckles, and green eyes with a 23 BMI will understand instantly what works on her, just as quickly and perfectly as an age 30 6'2 thin ectomorph woman who has never had children, a 19 BMI, a flat stomach, a von Lucien 4 complexion, black hair, clear skin, and brown eyes. We'll know what suits her with simple and streamlined formulae that are standardized, generalized, that are applicable in the real world with real women with real bodies. Every outfit should result in a 10 out of 10 day. The authors go on to explain key stages in the development of recommendations that involve methodological evaluation, synthesis of evidence, considered judgment, and grading systems to put into an evidence table and then used to deliver a graded recommendation. The problem with almost all of the papers I've studied are that they focus more on what the professor thinks about a tiny, non-generalizable, mostly irrelevant population of women in tier two or below cities. There are no studies on women leading the way forward in fashion, no studies on fortune-hunting women who marry billionaires and dress strategically for the life they live, and more. The studies are restricted to population groups of no relevance in the greater world of fashion, and thus the findings are not useful for different social classes and different types of women who don't look like runway models. Someone who's a working class driver, someone born into a working class family who moves up somewhat due to education but never gets to the six-figure level or beyond, has a different experience in life than a middle class driver, just as that person is going to have a markedly different experience and view of the world than a landed upper class a celebrity new rich, who may or may not be a working class winner depending on their origin, a flamboyant pedigree, a stable pedigree, prestige obsessed new rich, and more. 
people have different tastes based on their particular upbringing, the style is not one size fits all. The initial filter is the external shape, but then the individual preferences based on socio-demographics and socio-economics come into account. Does that person want to remain in their social class or do they want to move up or down? Does that person want a promotion at work, in an environment different from where they grew up, and so on? There's so much to think about and so much to integrate. That's all for now. Thank you for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe for more posts in the future.